Craig Bishop and the Council Roundup. Chris, you came back just in time for a council roundup. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Three hours long. They had two meetings and a lot to get to. I have way too many sound clips. We're not going to get to them all. Yeah, but thanks to the good... Now the good guys have to wear masks in the wild council That's, roundup, too. <laughs> right, not just the bandits. a $50 fine. <laughs> Wanted. $50 fine for you. $50 Wanted fine for, for you. not wearing a mask. Um, so, okay, last night uh, they had the... Uh, Standard council meeting where they uh, passed money for the homeless shelter that's going to be operated by Salvation Army, and they actually decreased the amount of money from two thirty-five k to one ninety-five k, and they're going to offer up like thirty thousand dollars for the Salvation Army if they need it. Uh, so they had conversations about that. They also dealt with some railroad relocation stuff. All right, that was the first part of the meeting. Then they get into this special city council meeting uh, where they're going to take up two issues here. And they spent a good chunk of time debating all of this, Chris. Uh, Last night, Alderman McMiniman, he laid out what the resolution they first brought forward would do. And it would essentially lay out a variety of things. And this is all with the cloud of Governor J.B. Pritzker's unilateral mandates for Region 3 prohibiting indoor bar and restaurant service. Something that the county and city officials have said they're not going to enforce initially. And they're moving forward with these types of resolutions here. Here's what McMiniman said the resolution entails. It talks about, um, you know, 25% capacity inside is the limit. It talks about the um, restaurants have to will pass out a health questionnaire. Um, no service inside without that questionnaire being filled out by a customer. This um, exhibit talks about you can't sit at the bar um, or countertops. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of mitigation here. that, And there's a lot of things also the city's already ordered, right? Mayor Langfelder, not long ago, he did order, you can't be congregating at the bar. You've got to stay seated. I believe he even had it where um, if you're in the restaurant and sitting, you have to have your mask on uh, when you go to the, the restroom. Right. Right. Those types of things have already been put into effect through executive order, I believe, here in in Springfield. Uh, this would just kind of codify that moving forward I, as a resolution of sorts, joining up with the county. Uh, but Alderwoman Conley, who was remote at the time, uh, and her audio is not that great in the audio that the clerk's office provided, but she talked about the, conf, uh, the, the studies from the CDC about... People are twice as likely to get COVID if they eat out at a restaurant, and that's the importance of why we need to follow the governor's edict. Uh, But she also talked about the conflict that she has uh, being an employee of the Illinois Department of Public Health and being involved in these policy discussions and and, uh, in that capacity. And she says that she can't vote against that in her city council capacity. So uh, is she going to vote present? whenever this ultimately does come up. Uh, But here's the mayor responding uh, to kind of this idea of, listen, CDC studies are one thing. There's different opinions all over the place. Is you have a different opinion. You have an inside look with the Illinois Department of Public Health. I think what's missing... That's not opinion. The CDC reports and studies have shown where the spread is. We know it's not opinion as to how this virus spreads. Let's let's be careful about the data. Sure, sure. And we should uh, listen to the protocol when someone has the mic, uh, offer that respect as well. Uh, (laughs) Okay. The mayor has a um, jovial way of, uh, you know, of uh, slipping the blade nicely. That's one way to put it. Okay. Uh, The mayor, he he said, we need to urge dialogue. We don't need to shut people down. 
um, with regards to that. So I think uh, where we get to that is understanding, and that's why the beauty of having the discussion in city council chambers, because that's not happening at the state house. Nobody's right. there. Right. We represent people on the forefront. Yeah, he's absolutely 100% right. Nobody's yep. at the state house doing anything. They ain't right. doing dip. They're just twiddling their thumbs back in the district post-election now. Uh, the mayor talks about how uh, there are other concerns out there. Uh, you know, COVID's a concern, absolutely, but there are other consequences to uh, the severe economic impact that's taken place over the past seven, eight months. You know, we have violence is up, addictions is up, unemployment's up, homelessness is up, hunger is up. And when I get contacted by waitresses, don't know where the next paycheck's coming, pleading when they're trying to raise children, as old woman Turner brought up. Um, you know, we have to consider our actions. So, yeah, because uh, those are some pretty uh, startling things that uh, have increased. Uh, and depending on where you're looking at and, um, you know, the numbers that you're getting from the health department or wherever. Uh, it is the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Substop. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Head West Substop's sponsoring the council roundup here on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, we typically do this on Wednesday, but they had their special meeting on um, uh, Wednesday night. So here we are Thursday morning with the council roundup. Uh, but Alderman now jumping into this conversation about this resolution, Chris, and Alderman Hanauer, he talked about the data that he hasn't seen. And we've been doing contact, contact tracing and all that. I've yet to see data to prove that, that a restaurant and, and, and Aaron, I know CDC has their thing, but this, this virus, they don't know, nobody knows what this virus does. And there's, there's no data that I've seen so far that has said a, a restaurant or, you know, especially a, a sit-down restaurant has, you know, where we're seeing a lot of uh, transmission through here. And I think one of the biggest concerns people have is, and one of the biggest criticisms is, they're, they're given a blanket you know, regulation here across the entire spectrum when restaurants are looking for some due process, individual due process. If they're going to be targeted to close, then get a court order and say, this individual restaurant X has to close because there was spread here. All right, get the courts to, the burden is on the state. It's not on the individual. The individual has a right of due process where the burden on the of proof is on the state. That is a fundamental foundational issue in this country that we cannot just push to the side because of <coughs> of a you know be it a, a flu or a, a super bug mm -hmm. right um unless there's zombies walking down the street and then all of a sudden okay yeah right we'll all the rules go out the window there i understand <laughs> that yeah i watch um, horror movies too <laughs> right so you know i think that's an important issue and this is something else too that gets to the crux of um the critics of the critics Right? I don't know how many times somebody's pointed at, uh, you know, somebody who says, well, everything needs to be open. We need to make a living. You want to kill grandma. Well, Hanauer addresses that. I've gotten, some of us have gotten accused of, of not, um, not uh, valuing life. Well, these people are, there's a thousand people or probably more. And that, I value that too. And I don't want to see anybody die of COVID. But I think that if you look, the death, the death, uh, the mortality rates are either staying flat or they're 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 treating it better, so you don't get them. You know, having said that, there are people that pass away from, unfortunately, from COVID. So, 
I can, I'm concerned about the thousand. We know there's a thousand people this, that, that this shutdown will affect. Coming back, we will hear more debate about this resolution, and then we'll get into the debate over a new kind of mask mandate. Not just telling businesses that they have to have a sign on their door saying no shirt, no shoes, no mask, no service. It is now in the city of Springfield, passed by emergency ordinance. If you don't have a mask on inside a restaurant or a bar, you're going to be fined $50. Or a retail op- operation. Or a retail operation as yep. well. Absolutely. Or so the tuned. mini mart or whatever. We'll get to that conversation and the debate about that coming up here with the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. Well, if you're jonesing for a vote, if you aren't voted out yet, Go to WMAY.com slash poll and take the daily poll. Springfield passed a mask mandate that could include fines for businesses and individuals. Do you support the idea? Yes for businesses, but not for individuals. Yes for individuals, but not for businesses. Yes for both or no for either. The Daily Poll sponsored by Adams Pest Control for commercial residential real estate inspections and termite control. Cast your vote at WMAY.com or on the WMAY mobile app. So far right now, yes for both, 68% supporting that. Again, you can vote online at WMAY.com. And we'll get to that conversation coming up here, but we're still talking about this resolution that would uh, essentially go against the governor's orders uh, to prohibit indoor service. This was brought up last night during a special city council meeting. Uh, And uh, one thing that uh, I think is interesting is uh, you got Springfield Alderman Chuck Redpath, who's former law enforcement. If he was in this situation, he would have been considered an essential employee and still getting a paycheck. Uh, I think he's retired now, so he gets a pension. Uh, but he he said that you know people pushing for businesses to essentially close their business when they're already dealing with only getting twenty percent of their typical business, which you can't survive on. Uh, he said there needs to be a little bit of perspective here, and uh, I think it's crucial uh, that people hear it. We set we can sit up here every day and 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 talk about this stuff and what we're going to do. Every one of us is going to have a paycheck, but those people when they when we put these these things in place are not. They're, they're, the lady that called you, Mayor, the, the, the waitress that called you, or the, the bartender that called you, they're, that's their only income. They don't have, they, they don't have the, the luxury that we all have of having jobs or retirements or whatever we have. So we got to take all that into consideration. And you also worried about the possibility in the restaurant industry of it being extremely competitive. This is a, a business that's very competitive, and believe it or not, people will go to uh, make complaints on their competitors just to just to get them have them come in and, and shut their businesses down. That's that's something we got to take into consideration. Corporation Counsel Jim Zirkel, he said that uh, there can be complaints made, but it's police officers, Chris, who are going to have to make the actual eye on the violation for them to issue the immediate fine. And again, it's $50 for individual, $250 for the business. Sure. Uh, so this could be some some real money. Um, we're going to talk with uh, Mayor Jim Langfelder coming up just after uh, 7.50 this morning. So we'll keep the next segment real tight, uh, but we still got a lot to get to, so stay tuned for that. Uh, it's all right here with the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Substop. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west on 92.7, 94.7, and 9.70 a.m. This is the morning news feed on WMAY. I'm Greg Bishop and Chris Murphy in the news. Let's go ahead and get the news early, and then we'll come back and give you uh, more of the debate from last night's special city council meeting and talk about that $50 fine for individuals if you're caught wearing a mask or not wearing a mask inside a restaurant, bar, or retailer. Uh, So that's all on the way here. Now it's time. 
Craig Bishop and the Council Roundup. Brought to you by Head West Sub Stop. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. It's the Council Roundup on WMAY. Did want to send out a quick update uh, news here, Chris. Uh, 76,000 Illinoisans filed for unemployment benefits last week. Wow. That's 23,000 more than the week before which had thousands more than the week before and the week before that thousands more and the week before that thousands we're going in the wrong direction compared to the rest of the country which is seeing decreased unemployment and i think that's something that highlights this ongoing conversation we're having here in springfield where city leaders are uh, looking to defy the governor's orders on uh, uh, the covid 19 mitigation governor pritzker wants to prohibit indoor service at bars and restaurants Springfield leaders are saying our restaurants, they say they can't do that. Uh, They'll be out of business, and that's a big hit on the economy, which would add to the uh, unemployment issues. But a couple of key factors to include here, Alderman Proctor gets right to the cut about uh, if the city was to violate the governor's orders, what would that mean for possible funding for other issues that the city gets from the state? Barking at at our governor. That's, That's Alderman Gregory. Let me go here. Hopefully this is it. Go along this route of where we're not going along with the Region 3 mitigation efforts. Will that jeopardize any of the you know, CARES Act money that passed through the state? Would it jeopardize any grant money that goes through the state? Mm. Um, you know, our motor fuel tax, whatever money that flows through the state, even sales tax dollars, I guess. Um, because of, I think there's provisions that anything we get, we have, you know, grant-wise and stuff, we have to adhere to the laws of the state of Illinois. And that's a great question. Yes, uh, it is. So I don't know if that uh, is something that's going to be answered right away. I'm going to try to find the answer to that question, but also uh, another issue that uh, Alderman Fulgenzi raised, and that is about what about restaurants that uh, get business interruption grant dollars? If any of the businesses have gotten any grants, hospitality or PPP grants from the state or the federal government, uh, maybe not the federal government, but the hospitality grants from the state, they could be withdrawn if you're not complying with the uh, governor's directive. Yeah. <laughs> and if they don't follow the directives and they get those big grants, are they going to have to pay those back? Uh, again, a question I'm going to try to get to the bottom of. Uh, today, so I'll keep you posted on that. Uh, but one thing that uh, was was kind of fascinating was this back and forth about questions that were on the questionnaire, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is something that the uh, the city's looking to uh, essentially have restaurants ask uh, if they can, uh, you know, go ahead and um, well enter the establishment do you have a fever have you been in contact with somebody with covid have you taken a test recently do you have any symptoms and that type of thing but also about uh, you know putting your name and number and the even the table you sat at uh, these are some of the questions that uh, restaurants could if this resolution passes have to ask you uh, and uh, that's got some people uh, a little riled up as well. Uh, here's a little bit it of that says on there the name, phone number. Have you or anyone in your household tested positive COVID yes. in the past month? So all the Are you waiting for COVID test results? Do you have a fever? That's the extent of it. But that changed, according to Fire Chief Riney. The questionnaire originally was asking all of these questions 
but the um, the group that reviewed that recognized all of the concerns that you have. So that has been changed. So it's a lot more simple now, and I think just has name and number. Um, but uh, Alderman Fulgenzi uh, kind of reiterated what uh, um, Alderwoman Conley asked earlier on in the conversation we didn't air. What if they come in and say, we ask them uh, what their name, address, phone number is, which is what I was told basically was on the uh, questionnaire, and then give them the table number and the seat assignment. And if they say their name is John Doe, 123 Main Street, <laughs> do we have to interrogate them? Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got to have you know the, the, the hostess <laughs> ask for fingerprints. Exactly. <sighs> I see your driver's license, Dude. please. Oh, boy. I get calling up a restaurant, nice, fancy place, and saying, yeah, uh, I need a reservation for two for Bishop. Okay, put that down. All right, uh, your table will be ready at 7.15, thanks. Get it. But to, you know, name, email address, contact, phone number, uh, that could be used for marketing by the restaurant if you don't want it to be used by <laughs> There's a whole bunch of issues with it. Um, but uh, something else, too, that I thought was fascinating was a question that um, Alderman uh, Redpath had. Are they going to be doing this at the big box stores too? They're going to have Walmart and and uh, Menards and Lowe's and um, no, they're open 100. percent Yeah, right. They don't have to ask this question. Going into Walmart, they're not going to ask you. You know, hey, give me your name and number. Yeah, and which uh, aisle did you went into? Mm-hmm. Because we're going to be having to compile that with the person you bumped into at the aisle, uh, and see, make sure that uh, everything's hunky dory and you don't uh, right. spread COVID. Uh, so the mayor reiterated was to. So that's why that's why the importance of the next ordinance. And the next ordinance is what we get to now uh, after they moved to uh, put the resolution back into committee. So they didn't pass that resolution. You don't have to answer questions quite yet before you go into the restaurant or the bar or um, the retailer. But you will have to wear a mask, and that's where they uh, head into next here. Uh, and Alderman McMiniman, uh, he has a problem with uh, the the way the ordinance was presented. He actually wanted to remove the um, exemption for anybody who has a medical condition. Here's Alderman. McMiniman. You got to find a friend. You got to find a spouse. You got to find a family member. You got to find a buddy that goes in for you. We can't have people going in and out. It's just too complicated to enforce. We need a clear-cut line that everyone that goes in needs a mask. And if you've got a medical condition, you shouldn't be going in the right retail place. You've got to find someone to go in for you. And they actually did move forward, and uh, they amended that, uh, that aspect of it. Uh, Alderman Redpath? Rule requires, I think, the staff. That's uh, Corporation Council Zirkle. Um, uh, here's Alderman Redpath. Nope. Ding. Concern. I understand where you're going with it. it consistency is most important, but but you're, we're going to have some situations where we're going to keep people out of out of going to the grocery store. I I, I don't. That's understand. true, but we have those situations all the time. If you got a medical condition, you can't drive a car. If you got a medical condition, you can't do this or that. I mean, it's just. Well, no, driving a car is not going to the grocery store and getting inside to go get bread and milk. But uh, I guess we'll see this brought up in courts if people want to challenge it. Uh, Alderman Fulgenzi chiming in about uh, the uh, the enforcement. Aspects. I mean, you're almost putting us under a police authority to go back there and make this guy or woman put a mask on. And it, it should be the other way around. You should find the individual and warn the business. And that's exactly what they're moving forward with. They are going to find the individual if they do not move forward 
and put a mask on before going into a bar or a restaurant here in Springfield. Uh, and again, they changed that to essentially drop uh, any of the uh, inference of, you know, people who have a medical condition. They don't have to comply with it. Uh, so you've got this ongoing issue, uh, and Alderman Redpath uh, kind of reiterates the, the conflict here um, that uh, Fulgenzi just raised. We're going to run into situations where it's going to get. There's going to be physical conflicts because I was involved in one in a, in a store where there were this guy was screaming at the little lady behind the, the 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 counter that I'm not doing it. You can't do anything to me. And I I actually stepped in and asked the gentleman to leave. When he didn't do it, we contacted the police and they sent the car out there. But the guy had gotten out of there before they got there. But we don't want that. We don't want. Guys like Alderman Flagenzi have to get in a fist fight with somebody over a cheeseburger. That's that's <laughs> just not what we want. The cheeseburgers are good, though, John. I'll just tell you. <laughs> yeah, right. But, I know. <laughs> but long story short is that, uh, you know, I support this because I, I do think some of the responsibility has to go on the individual. It's going to be hard to enforce unless <laughs> our officers are looking right yeah. at it. <laughs> so now we have mask police, Chris. I know. We're I there. Mask police are here. I want to see John Fulgenzi whip somebody's butt over a cheeseburger. Uh, that would be great. We'll talk with Mayor Jim Langfelder next. Stay tuned. It's right here with the Council Roundup on WMAY.